Greetings and welcome to episode 254 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly video game news and culture discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy Kate Alexander, joined this week by the three-star champ himself. I got the number right, cool. David Moody. Howdy doodly do, ladies and gentlemen, how are we all doing this evening? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. You know what that means. What Have you got one of those things on, on your glasses where you put them around your neck? And it yeah. Hangs them around your neck. Yeah, I just haven't got it right round like I normally should. <laughs> I, was I, just, just I just noticed them and I was like, I was fascinated by it. Aw, Moody's a granddad. <laughs> well, I feel like it every day, so. Really? Yeah. Well, not really, no. No, I didn't. But I'm at college, yeah, because I'm basically the oldest person there. <laughs> that just means you're cool, right? When we're younger, we're idiots. We're not cool. We're not cool. We think yeah. we're cool. And we think yeah. we're like, oh, like, it's all downhill from here, you know, when you're in your, like, 20s and shit. And you're like, yeah. I am the best possible version of myself, and it's all bullshit. If you're listening to this, and you're in your 20s, and you think you are the coolest possible version of yourself, I got some bad news, you might want to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. You're making yeah. terrible decisions every day. Yeah. And One. you'll realize this in your 30s. Yeah. One of the decisions... You haven't got a Bulbasaur. You need a Bulbasaur in your life. Okay, you get one of those, you're perfect. Two, you need the holy trinity of of the of comic books out there. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. I just found Batman. He was hiding for a while. <laughs> That's what he does, right? Like yeah, something like that, yeah. Hiding on a gargoyle. Just waiting for that mm. fucking bastard to just, come on, walk underneath mm. the gargoyle. Come on. If you want, and if you want to go really nerdy, you need to stop for Goku. Wrong one. Is where is it? There it is. Given that, like the Holy Trinity is not really a thing in like films, right? Yeah. So you're referencing you're referencing comics. There's a whole comic series called Trinity, which is just about the three of them. Is DC Comics nerdier than Dragon Ball Z? Because yeah, because it's more it's more pop, it's more mainstream. Yeah, yeah, like Dragon Ball Z was the thing like everybody watched. My age, our age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was always on, what was the name? Toonami. Toonami, yeah. It was like, every weekend, it was like, we're going to show just all of Dragon Ball Z again. Yeah, something like that, and yeah. that's how I watched it. Like, I didn't, like, sit down and watch it. Like, I would as an adult, from start to finish, you know, and be like, ooh, that was really sad. I just watched, like, a bit of it at one point in the weekend in Toonami, and just figure out where I was, where I was and watch, like, a bit of this, and then a bit of this, and then a bit of this bit, and then a bit of this <laughs> And I, I put it all yeah. together. And then when, <laughs> I was, when I was in university and, you know, the, the internet things, yeah. Happened. Internet happened. happened. Internet happened. And I was like, I'm going to watch all <clears throat> Dragon Ball Z in order. And, yeah. <laughs> Didn't read DC I Comic until I was later in life. Yeah. Or comics in general. Yeah, that's fair, good though when i did like i used to go for Pim planet all the time but like for board games and i never used to go to the comics bit like I used to go straight downstairs to where all the games were yeah and then when i moved away and didn't have Pim planet any near me 
<laughs> I like I just wanted to soak it all in when I came back, so I just wandered around the whole thing and there was these comic book things and I was like, uh, you know, my friend reads these. Maybe I should start reading them. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So I'm I guess read... you I guess you're talking about the one in Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, that one is that's sexy. Yeah. But like that the old is... one, because I only moved. Like I'm talking about where you go down the the old one where you went down the little narrow staircase in in like the small room underneath where you could oh. hear the metro trains going past. Yeah, this was the one I've gone into like a couple of years ago must have been the newest one because they have one downstairs as well. Oh it's huge. But it's, yeah. yeah, it's huge downstairs, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Like the old Forbidden yeah. Planet wasn't nice. Like oh. it was dingy. <laughs> but you know what? That was cool. That was fine. I liked it that way. Yeah. There's a Forbidden Planet uh closer to me in Middlesbrough, which is just like wow. The one yeah. in London as well. This wow. is tight. Like, this is wanna... tight. <laughs> if you've never been to the one in London, we have to go sometime because fucking Jesus, that's um, that's a place to visit <laughs> if you're is a nerd. It? Oh, yeah, big style. It's just the Metro Centre by itself, is it? <laughs> it's one of the few things in London that I actually know how to find. <laughs> like, without looking up a map or anything, like, I can walk to it. You can just smell it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't visit last time I was there, and I regret it. Because, but I was, I didn't visit it because I was like, "Well, I'm coming back, right?" So I'll just go again. Yeah. And <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Only I knew. <laughs> end of the world. It's the end of only, the world. You'll like, never, only if I knew. You'll never visit a forbidden planet again. It was probably for yeah. the best. It was never good for my bank balance. That is true. Like they had some sexy ass statues. When I was there, I was just like, there's a one with Sigourney Weaver. There's an alien one right there. I know it's pricey, but it'll be so... Oh my God, there's a Captain America shield. I know it's pricey, but it'll be so worth it. <laughs> I was trying to see if my... I, I just... There's my laundry, yes. That's why I don't normally turn in my chair. I was trying to see if I had my bag, because the last time I was in Forbidden Planet, I bought a Legend of Zelda purse. And the PlayStation Glass, which I don't have. I mm -hmm. this. The sarcastic PlayStation Glass that I sarcastically take a sip out of. Oh. I guess you take a sip out of PlayStation Glass, do you? Uh, no one's noticed. I'll point it out. No one's noticed at all, no. All I, you know, I see what you did there. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's about like I start playing Resident Evil Village and... I don't know how I'm going to take a sip of this. Maybe I'll just lick it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcastically licking things. That's that's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Words of Our Games podcast. Every single week we sit down and we discuss news and announcements from around the games industry and gaming culture. You know, so I have to take this like sharp intake of breath as I steal myself because gaming yeah. culture is just shit. Yeah. Okay, we'll use that word. He said it, not me. In this week's actually, to be fair, in this week's episode, we discuss EA driving people towards loot boxes in FIFA 21, Riot Games employee role playing a mafia boss in private messages, Capcom making changes to Resident Evil Village's demo rollout, and more. So maybe this week is not so much the culture as it is the actual industry. There's timestamps in the description, below the video on YouTube, and in all the descriptions of the audio podcasts. I mean, you can get this this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a few I've never even heard of. So 
but I don't know their names. I could just write them down, but I mm-hmm. don't because you know how long it takes me to make the most basic of changes to things like this. That is true, ladies and gentlemen. That is true. Um, yeah. So you can use those timestamps to skip things, watch things in any order that you please. Leave and come back. Watch the whole thing backwards. It's great. Come back and leave. Do whatever leave, you want. Come back. Leave. Come back. Watch one news story at a time. Do whatever you want. It's cool. We don't mind. No, we do not. About you here. I want to get into scripted podcasts. Maybe I've been, I finally started what, listening to Welcome to Night Vale. Um, I don't know who that is. It's it's a scripted podcast. Like it's like fake radio. It's like a fake community radio show from like a fake town in America where like all the conspiracy theories are true. It's basically like you know the memos you find in Control. Yeah. It's basically like that played completely straight in a community radio show where they're just like where the the horse is just like so the new dog the new dog park opened. Uh, in town and there's a few rules that the city council wants you to follow rule one dogs aren't allowed in the dog park rule two people aren't allowed in the dog park rule three do not approach the dog park that kind of shit and it's you know you know me in control like weird shit like that it's my jam i've listened like eight episodes it's a new hobby it is there's 190 or so Episodes has been coming and out. How long? How long is each episode? Like half an hour, twenty minutes, half oh, an hour. You'll get, you'll it's, get through it, I believe. Right? It's it's perfect for my commute, right? So like it la- like an episode lasts. So an episode lasts my commute, <clears throat> like on the bus, and then on the metro. So by the time I get off the metro, the episode's finished. It's perfect. And then like on my break, I can listen to another episode, which is perfect again because it means I don't have to interact with anybody. We are not anti-social at all, ladies and gentlemen. I am not anti-social. I just... I know who I want to talk to and who I don't. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I played D&D with five other people last night. I am not anti-social. I'm playing Among Us with, like, ten. (laughs) That's true. I won't lie, like, after Elf's tweet yesterday, I was just thinking, wait, so what did they do to a door just to get through it? (laughs) And I was just like, I Man, feel like I might have to join this one. I might have to want, want, we'll see this one time, watch this one time, or whatever. I, I, we don't do it. Keith, so Keith just, I know we went, we're just so far away from video games right now. I don't even care. We um, we tweeted. I don't know what she tweeted. Sorry. Um, DM Keith, how would you like to knock at this door, barbarian, with my hammer? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I, I knew that was you. <laughs> it doesn't even say Amy on it. I knew that was you. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we need to get through this locked door," and I just said, "I've got a way to open a locked door because I've I, my like my character in this one shot that we did had the giant hammer." Yeah, <laughs> I can open a locked door. That's it. That's that's just how I roll. It's not too dissimilar on my main character in my in the main campaign, but yeah, no. Um, I think Keith, when we moved in, it definitely like that. We have a chat and have a look at it. Maybe you're just going to be sat there, like doing some college work or something, and I'm going to be sat next to you, just playing D and D and being the fucking. Yeah, I'm going to be like this, ever. like doing in, integrated coding in Unity, and I'm going to be like, I use this hammer and throw it at this person, and it's so mighty, I win. <laughs> something like that. I'm like, you don't. What? Know. 
Okay, one, no. Two, I did actually make a Thor reference last night. Three. Uh, you have to. You have a hammer. Yeah, I'll be ashamed if you didn't. I'll be three, you... uh, Keith messaged me and everyone in the group the premise of the next of like the next campaign because we're between like campaigns at the moment yeah. and me and Elfie had been talking about streaming the next campaign so you might actually be able to get her to watch it um it's there's a there's a popular meme that goes around about dungeons and dragons where it's like it's like how every party starts and it's like lord of the rings you know the fellowship and they're walking across the the thing and they're all looking badass and stuff that's how everybody yeah. thinks it's gonna go and then but then it's like how how it actually goes and it's like it's always sunny in the forgotten realms because it's always sunny in philadelphia basically yeah. and and but i think what our group did is like there was still this like epic story but we just embraced the it's always sunny aspect right from the word go like we were never we never thought we were gonna be like this epic party of badasses we always knew we were just the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was going to say, wait, you're badasses? I mean, we have a moment. But, uh... <laughs> we're idiots. Let's play. Let's talk video games. Let's play video games. Yeah. Do you want to just get the fuck out of here? Look, I need to play Near Replicant anyway. Like, I'm nearly finished the first. And then, like... Do you want to just get out of here? Let's go. Cool. That was episode 250. No, I'm just kidding. I was just about to press disconnect there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a heck of it. Leaked EA document says FIFA 21 is driving people to loot boxes. This is from Brendan Sinclair over at gamesindustry.biz. He writes, an electronic arts internal document regarding FIFA 21 that was leaked to the CBC has explicitly stated the publisher's goal of pushing players towards its loot box driven FIFA Ultimate Team game mode. The 54-page document, which was provided to the news outlet by a, quote, Gaming Insider, addresses the game's performance so far and lays out the publisher's plans going forward. On a page of the document titled Five Things You Need to Know, the third point emphasizes that players will be incentivized to convert <laughs> throughout the summer, while the fourth point states FIFA Ultimate Team is the cornerstone and we are doing everything we can to drive players there. Moody, hold my hair back. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I'm in a vomit for real, not just as a joke. In another page titled Turning Up the Heat, the company says all roads lead to FIFA Ultimate Team. And lays out a strategy to drive excitement and funnel players towards FIFA Ultimate Team from other modes. The insider said he took the document to the press in light of research linking loot boxes to gambling, proceedings in various markets around regulating loot boxes as gambling, and numerous lawsuits over the practice. Quote, for years, they've been able to act with a layer of plausible deniability, the insider told CBC. Excuse me. Get there in their internal documents, they're saying this is our goal. We want people driven to the card pack mode. I don't know why anyone would ever put that in print at the company. It's getting harder and harder to defend what's very obviously unregulated gambling. End quote. An EA representative told the CBC the document was being, quote, <clears throat> viewed without context. End quote, adding that interpretations of what it was saying are, quote, misinformed. CBC says the representative didn't respond to a request to clarify those assertions. 
EA's attempts to push people towards its Ultimate Team loot box mods have drawn criticism before. In September, the company placed a FIFA 21 ad in an in-store magazine at a UK retailer, Smith's Toys, encouraging using virtual currency to open packs, the game's term for loot boxes. The publisher pulled the ad, stated it should not have been advertising FIFA points in that environment, and pledged to review its ad strategy, quote, to ensure each of our marketing efforts better reflects the responsibility we take for the experience of our younger players, end quote. In 2020, EA reported Ultimate Team modes represented 27% of its total revenues, or about $1.5 billion. <laughs> I don't know, I think I'm just allergic to corporate bullshit. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean, and the words um, and phrases they use, you know, to say the yeah. things that they want. Like... Yeah, the phrases and everything like that is does come across a lot of bull there's no doubt about that um but that last uh sentence that you said at the end basically tells you why they're doing this ladies and gentlemen why they are not only basically it doesn't even seem like they are hiding this anymore than they've ever before they didn't hide it very well the first time but now they're just like well whatever remember um, i feel not... like i feel like that they probably know this is probably going to be maybe the last time they can really do this because i have this feeling it's going to get let's it's going to get put in soon so they're trying to just they're just gonna go full on, full on hardcore as hard as they can, and they're gonna shove this down your throat like crazy in the next game and everything. Um I don't agree with it. I think it's disgusting, it's vile and everything like that. Uh but when it but I do see why they do it because of five one point five billion dollars. I do boxes see our unlimited income, right? Yeah. Look right, I fucking hate them. I, I yeah. released a video. I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Years ago, about like you know, I was, I fell down a loot box hole and spent a bunch of money and didn't have all this other stuff. Like I've, I've, I've walked over that history before. And I don't really feel like dredging it up again. But they're unlimited income. If you yeah. sell a season a battle pass, how many times can you buy that battle pass, Moody? Once. You, <laughs> you can oh, buy it yeah. once until the next battle pass. For some reason, I didn't listen to you properly. I thought you said loot box. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. No, that's the second answer. You, you, yeah. you skipped ahead in the script. Not that this podcast has a script. Um, it doesn't. That was a joke. Oh, it's going to get taken out of context. Where was I? Yes. How many times can you buy a loot box? Once. Once. Damn it. <laughs> As many times as you want. Try to make a point. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. many times as you want. How many times do you need to buy a loot box to get the thing that you want? Fucking None. shitloads. <laughs> like, I want this skin for Reinhardt, because apparently I'm talking about Overwatch now. Like, how I, want, you... I want Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I want that, that guy. guy, whoever that guy is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, like... I gotta keep buying the boxes and buying the boxes and buying the boxes and buying the boxes and maybe I'll get them. And you won't. Like, that's not how... That's not how gambling works. Which that's is, not how the force works. <laughs> which is more or less what this is. I know there's the strict definition of gambling and loot boxes don't fall into that. It's like, yeah, no, but like, yeah, it is. That... <laughs> You just don't get money. Well, you get randomized stuff. so much, and you don't guarantee <laughs> what you're gonna get. All the, this is the thing about it. The only there's only one fix EA needs to do. That's just 
put it in to say this is what you'll get. They do that, that whole legislation thing goes away and they will be fine, and we know this. But they, for some reason, want to keep it. Well, we know not for some reason, like I said, $1.5 billion and everything like that. But if they just kept it as showing you what you were going to get, that you would, I guarantee you, they would still make $1.5 billion. I'm sorry, but they would. Because people would fork out the money for it. Wait, you, you're guaranteeing me Cristiano Ronaldo? Yes, boom, 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 boom. Wait, you're guaranteeing me Messi? Boom, boom, boom. You're guaranteeing me these players and everything like that? Boom, boom, boom. People will fork out the money to get them so they can have the best teams for uh, ultimate thingy, whatever the hell it's called. Ultimate team. Yeah, the thing what has terrible community, yeah. It's called foot, apparently. Foot, yeah, foot. yeah, foot. Foot in mouth. Foot. <laughs> foot in my mouth. Fuck all right. you, twats. I believe that's what it stands for, and that's EA's message to the players. That is, yeah, um, yeah. It's just, it's a whole. Like, like I said, they aren't hiding this anymore. They're like, they're just like opening up. They're just saying, "Yo, come on, get us. We know you're gonna legislate this crap, but we're gonna get as much money as we can before you do so." So, which yeah. is really uh, fucked up. Like, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of scared over it, but like, loop box, the the people that loop boxes affect, like if like you know the whales that people, that companies will obviously talk about because it's lovely if you talked about in terms like that, like aren't people who can afford this shit, <laughs> like like problem gamblers, like who get into massive debt over like their need to gamble, like people who spend excessively on loot boxes a lot of the time aren't people who can afford to spend on loot boxes they're just stuck in the system yep and the fact that they're cranking the lever as hard as they can because they know they <laughs> might not be able to crank that lever very much anymore so they can get all of this money before they have to find some other fucking morally dubious bollocks way to get money out of everybody and let's just be frankly someone they will probably already know what their next thing is after this. They're just waiting for this to be stopped and then from the move on to that because and it'll take legislation years for it to be put into place. So they're holding back on it, knowing blah blah blah. You know, that's all it is. Um, yeah, and like like I've always said about this stuff, it's like Oh, well I can I can ignore them just fine. Maybe people should just ignore them. Like microtransactions <clears throat> and in this case loot boxes aren't put in games for, as an option. <laughs> like, they wouldn't put them in a game if they didn't want people to buy them. Like, there's this really weird disconnect in, like, in, like, the discourse around, like, microtransactions and loot boxes. Where it's like, oh, they're just there in case you want to buy them. Just in case you want to buy these things. Like, that's not why they're there. They're there because the company wants you to buy it. And they will do what they can to get you to buy it. Otherwise... What's the fucking point of it being there? <laughs> and I, that that always annoys me. I was like, oh, well, just don't buy it. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, I'm taking a dramatic sip. Should I like really like slurp it, like just for no. the audio listeners and just so they know? Just be like, no, don't do it. And we've lost all our listeners. <laughs> I promise I'll never do that again. Felt weird as I was doing it. Let's talk about a company that's worse than EA. Somehow. <laughs> Riot Games. 
Disappointed after weird shutdown notice of League of Legends fan project goes public. This is from Liana Rupert over at Game Informer. He writes... Before you continue, shout out to Liana. She's brilliant. She is. I love her. I love her. Uh, how much passion she puts into the Mass Effect. I love oh, she's, yeah. She's I love that awesome. helmet. She made... She like, made a helmet. And she's probably even got the one that... Last, um, EA, Bioware have got developed and made it, I think, but I'm just like, she made one and it looked badass. I swear to God, like 75% of all the Mass Effect content on my Twitter timeline is just Liana. Like... Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to become me. Nah, I'll just mute you. And it's, um, I wouldn't mute you. I would never mute you. I can't. Because then you'd be like, hey, did you see this tweet? And I'd be like, um, Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I hold my phone. What did he say? Crap, crap, Also, she wrote this really cool thing about um, one of the characters in Dragon Age last, this last week that you should read. It's really good. Anyway, she wrote, The League of Legends community was riled up earlier this week when a fan-driven League of Legends project was shut down by Riot Games. While shutdown notices are nothing new, what caused the widespread disharmony was how a Riot representative approached communication with the project called Chrono Shift. Under the name Riot said, the representative was incredibly off-putting, needlessly aggressive, and honestly, really cheesy. When the email correspondence went public, the community reacted, and now Riot Games is responding to how the employee handled the entire situation, claiming a sense of disappointment over the encounter. For those that may be unfamiliar with this fan project, Chrono Shift is slash was a legacy server that allowed players to go back to an older version of League that they enjoyed. The original shutdown email can be seen here in the article, I guess. But further correspondence reveals straight up weird old school mob verbiage, making the entire exchange about a legal notice inappropriately comical. And then I borrowed from the Eurogamers article because they just had a screenshot on Game Informer of the thing and I didn't want to just read the whole exchange. Sure. Although now I think about it, that would have been pretty funny if we'd just taken roles. <laughs> like, you be the, the, the player, the, the, the developer of the thing, and I'd be the mob boss. I mean, Riot Games employee. But anyway, a couple of paragraphs from Eurogamer. In the conversation, said established that Riot's legal team wanted the project to be shut down. Then things got a little weird. Quote, You've obviously put a lot of work into Chrono Shift, but I can assure you, Chrono Break is coming. Not the game, unfortunately. Zed said in response to the dev team removing some Discord channels. I'm on the security team. I find people and things. They lay around it. Whew, oh shit. Zed also demanded the developer hand over the Chrono Shift website, website and source code, along with the details about communications between dev team members threatening legal action if the developer didn't comply. And back to the Game Informer article. After the Discord conversation was sent over to Riot's legal team to confirm its authenticity, the company confirmed that the takedown notice was real and echoed a previous takedown notice sent to the Chrono Shift team back in 2020. That being said, the way it was handled is anything but what Riot was wanting, saying, quote, Regarding the exchange with Riot said, We're disappointed with the tenor of the conversation and we'll be addressing this internally. We often attempt good faith rechats prior to issuing legal documentation. In this case, however, given the Chrono Shift team's response, we have proceeded through more formal channels. End quote. 
Additional context from one of the members that worked on Chrono Shift shows less of an angry reaction from their team and more of a disappointed one. As spotted by the site, one person working on this project weighed in saying, quote, Instead of opening a conversation about the future and interest in this kind of project, they attempted what could be seen as an attempt to take advantage of our work for free and start taking legal action against us. To our best knowledge, in the assessment of the lawyers specialised in IT copyright we talked the project over with, we have not done anything illegal. They then added, We've been working on this project for almost five years and thousands of hours. We never asked for even as much as a donation during all of this time, paying all of our expenses out of our pockets. This project has always been about the preservation of the early seasons of the game that cannot be experienced anymore. A time capsule for something long gone that people still express a lot of interest to in a lot of interest in to this day. End quote. Um, that's all editorial at the end, which is nothing wrong with. It's just that's what we are here to do. <laughs> <laughs> if I read that out, what would we have to talk about? Um, fucking wow, <laughs> like, like wow. Okay, I don't know who Riot Zed is, but I think you need to dial it back a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, maybe maybe a lot. <laughs> so if I've got this right. And listen to read what reread what you've just said as well. So basically, he was basically keeping the, alive the old version of the games. So someone or some people were doing a WoW classic, right? Yeah, they were making their own version of League called Chrono Shift, and it was like the older seasons of League of and Legends. was this with or without Riot's backing? This is without Riot's backing. The issue here, Moody, and the bit I want to discuss isn't the fact that they took it down. Whatever. They're allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, th I don't think there's, I don't think we're going to disagree on that point. Yeah, 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 true. As much as a, much of a crap fest Riot Games is, they did have the, they had the, oh, it's yeah. their God-given right to take back what is their property, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they can do this. Like, even if you don't charge anyone for it, even if you don't take money to, to develop it, like they, they still kind of have to do this. Yeah. Sucks, but it's just the way the world is. Yeah. So going back, so basically just Riot Zed then got the League of Legends community who are toxic fan based in itself to basically start harassing Riot Games, the company that they are founded off, basically. No. Is that is that no. what I've read right? Riot, or am I wrong? Riot Zed was from the, is works at Riot. And is, is oh. part of the legal team and sent the messages to the Chrono Shift developers as like part of the oh, as part okay. of the did you even listen to what I just said? <laughs> it was a lot of mumbo jumbo. God. I tried, okay. I, mean, I can't lot even get my co-host listen. Why are we even doing this, man? <laughs> it's right games. I don't listen to a lot of it when it comes to right games, but no, I oh, I was just trying to simplify it in my own head. If I've got it wrong. Then I'm wrong. I'll hold my hand up there. So All right. Riot said, sent them the thing and was like, hey, yeah. stop, you know, because legal, whatever. And then said, quote, you've obviously put a lot of work into Chrono Shift, but I can assure you Chrono Break is coming. I'm on the security team. I find people and things. So basically he's threatening them. Yeah. Okay. But like, not that. in the, hey, cease and desist. Like in the, 
I'm gonna fucking break your kneecaps. Hey, I'm a gangster. I'm gonna send my mom, my bot, my I'm, my people you'll after be, you. You'll be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Ha, ha. I'm gonna what? give you another. You get the views. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it now. I get it. Like I said, all I need to do is simplify it because there was a lot of mumbo jumbo. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Um, how I'm getting distinctions in my college course is unbelievable because <laughs> a lot of it's mumbo jumbo there as well. But um, don't tell my college, please. I, I said that. I'll make sure they never see this somehow. Ever, ever again. Public podcast. Yeah, never. Shit. Can you'll just delete we this part out? Right? the plan here. I'll just beep it all out what I just said. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, okay, now I understand. Um, okay, yeah, guys, dick, shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that straight away anyway because you already got a toxic fan base in yourself with in from the game anyway, So and now you're basically now getting them after you uh, for being a douche. Douches working at Riot Games? Perish the thought. So douches are rattling other douches so they can douche on their douches. That's a lot of douchebags. Douche. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the de developers of Chrono Shift. So I'm not going to comment on whether they're douches or not. I can firmly believe that somebody who's a bit of a douche could work at Riot Games because, you know, see previous library of past, what, two years of Riot Games coverage here where nothing good has happened. Ever. That's true. <laughs> and I've only been here a year of it, ladies and gentlemen. I was. I've been. I'm, I'm doing catch up even from two years ago. Kill me. <laughs> it's never gonna end. I need to take just a week off from this podcast one of these days. I swear. Why? You know, uh, it'll burn down without you. It wouldn't. It hasn't before. I've had times off before, and everything was fine. And you never let yourself go be off again. No, I would love to be off. I've actually begged sometimes. You've seen it. <laughs> Like, I've begged people to come and do take, give me time off when I've needed it. Here I am. I'm still here. Yeah. I know everything about Riot Games' conduct over the past two years. <laughs> everything. Everything. And I'm sick of talking about them. Let's <laughs> talk about Capcom instead. Capcom will now give you a week to play Resident Evil Village's final demo instead of just a day. This is from Ian Carlos Campbell over at The Verge, who writes... Resident Evil Village is nearly here. Oh god, it is, isn't it? Oh man, there's so many games. A week tomorrow. Oh god. Or no. week Friday. That, like, that is today, ladies and gentlemen. That's when you are listening hours to it. Near replicant to play, man. Oh god, don't do this to me, Capcom. Yeah. I haven't ah. touched that yet. Yeah. Ah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Ah, <laughs> uh, where was I? And Capcom is giving you more time to play a piece of it ahead of launch. The studio originally announced that players on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC would have access to a 60-minute demo this, this weekend for just 24 hours, but after fan criticism, Capcom has extended the demo's availability to a full week. Village's final demo will still unlock on May 1st at 8pm ET in North America, but availability will now end on May 9th at 8pm ET, a two-day overlap with the game's full release on May 7th. Capcom announced the change along with extended timeframes for both the United Kingdom and Europe on the game's Twitter account. Playtime for the demo will still be limited to one hour. Uh, in the final demo, you get to go to the castle and or the village. I just summed up a big paragraph in like one sentence. Yeah. I'll, I'll say what I said on Twitter when someone shared this with me. And I, re I quote tweeted it and I said, oh, 
Capcom have realized that their bad idea was a bad idea and fixed it. Yeah, sounds like it. Basically, I mean, what it is, it was just the idea what they did, why they did it. Uh, it wouldn't have made a difference if they changed their mind or not changed their mind. I won't lie because this game's going to sell incredibly well. I think that's oh, yeah, very excited for this game to come out next week. I'm guessing reviewers probably have it now. Like, I'm guessing. I guess. I think that. So I mean, if, um, if it's already people already have it, right? From like in Australia, yeah. Stuff, so. So. Aussies, um, be quiet. Even though me and Amy know about it, be quiet. Yeah, don't do it. Like we have know, a Fosters. We know. Keep just have quiet. a Fosters and no, stick it. Stick that'll it, loosen their lips up. Stick don't a, have a Foster. Stick <laughs> something on the Barbie. And just chill. Kill a couple of you. Kill a couple of your poisons and poisonous snakes because they they don't do anything for the just, environment. Just be chill. But no, like it. Yeah, I could see. Like I said last week when we talked about how stupid it was. Like I could see what they were trying to do. They've misjudged it. It was it's terrible. And by all accounts, it didn't work. Like to create buzz for the game, it just it just didn't because people can't really f- schedule their lives around playing a demo yeah. if it was a week from the get-go we won't probably wouldn't even be talking about it so oh, god no we would have just been like you're gonna play it and i would have been like no not really it's a week before the game comes out yeah i haven't even touched it i haven't <laughs> even touched just first demo well, actually like, i couldn't touch the first demo because it was on first. I, I played the first so. demo because it was separate from both separate from the game and was like months before the game came out mm. um not like a week before the game came out and a part of the game not really bothered about playing that, you know, because we're kind of going to play the game anyway. Um, but yeah, like, it's ju- it's just really weird. Like, the Resident Evil 7 demos, like, were just fucking brilliant in the way that they executed them, right? Like, Kitchen. It all started with Kitchen, which was, like, the super secret horror VR demo that, like, a small handful of people got to play, and it was amazing. And, like, you'd always hear about it, right? Like... Like, yep. like I was one of those people. I no, play actually, it. I never heard of Kitchen at all until I saw the reveal at E3 when it was revealed. Oh shit, that's fine. That because it was like 7. a whisper. It was a myth. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was one of those people. I was like, you know, like I'd played it at EGX and I was like, hit this fucking Kitchen thing, man. It's Jesus. <laughs> like, it's fucked up. It's scary. It's fucking brilliant. And Give then, me more. And then, you know, you get to E3 and it's just like, hey, remember Kitchen? It's Resident Evil. And people like me were just like, oh my god, I didn't even know. Like, I played it. I didn't even fucking know. And then, like, you know, they rolled out, like, the one demo and then the second demo. The timeline on that's really fuzzy. There was the one demo they released at E3, but then the second demo they released, I can't remember when it was, but it was, again, I played it at EGX before other people played it. And ended up on Capcom's official reaction reel, Capcom UK's reaction video reel that they put out because, yeah. because I was playing it in VR and mm-hmm. it scared the fucking piss out of me. <laughs> like, so it did what it was meant to do? Yeah, you, you can't... It's, there's no sound, it's just literally people like reacting, but you can very clearly see me swear <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> In that video, <laughs> with a VR headset on, like it got me good, and like, oh, I'm so excited for Resident Evil Eight movie Seven was so good, and mm. this sounds great and looks great, and oh, oh, it's only a week away. I'm about to play so much near in the next week because <laughs> I know I'm not Got touching it once. Resident Evil, 
There's five endings in that game, Moody. There's <laughs> what? There's five endings in that game. I gotta get the endings. Well, you only need one ending, so it's all right. No, I need five. That's not how Nia works. That's not how the Force works. This isn't like, this isn't like what Resident is? Evil. I don't know what what, what game Resident Evil Three, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you just get one ending, all the other ending. No, you get you have to get all of the endings. Otherwise, you don't know what the whole story was. So all you right. have to. Oh man, I was reading about it. You have to do you, the game. You've heard of this thing called YouTube, right? I'm not doing that. I don't do that. Like, I want to play them. Like, what would be the point of watching the ending? Like, so, how the endings work in Nier? We're doing it. Future Amy, timestamp. Nier, replicant, ending tutorial. <laughs> so, the endings in Nier replicant aren't just like you beat the game and then you get one of the five different endings. You, you basically, you play the game from start to finish. And then you get ending A. And then, because like halfway through the game, there's like a part one slash part two. Then, when you hit new game, it takes you back to the beginning of part two, and you play through it again, but different stuff happens. Like, you see different cutscenes. I don't know what they are. I haven't got that far yet. And then, you do the same again for ending C. Play through the second half of the game, different stuff happens. And then there's a choice at the end of the game. So you choose one option, and you get ending C. And then you reload your save file, you choose the second option, you get ending D. The game deletes your save file. Then, you start a new save file with a different name, Start playing through the game again. Once you get to a certain point, which I think is like two hours into the game, it does a whole thing and different stuff happens again. And that's why you can't just YouTube the endings. <laughs> it's great. Near Automata did the same thing. It's just, it's a, such a video game way of telling a story. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Trust me. Yeah, I'm going to return my copy now. <laughs> you are missing out. I'm you sure are the I reason am. we can't have nice things. <laughs> I got over it. Okay. Trust me. We're going to talk a lot more about it soon. But maybe not this Monday. Ooh, foreshadowing. It's great because, like, I don't have to have anxiety about getting the wrong ending or making the wrong choice because you just get all of them. Like catching Pokemon. Don't dare insult me. I'll kill you. You just made me basically fall asleep, so. Oh, good. We're here, are we? You're gonna, you're gonna, this is how you're going to be, is it? I see. I see. I see. For audio listeners, I you 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 won't can't see my face right now. I'm going to kill him. He's getting it all out of his system because then I'll just fucking chalk him out when we're living together. Microsoft's gaming revenue shoots up fifty percent. This is from Wesley Impool over at Eurogamer. He writes Microsoft announced the results for the third quarter of its twenty twenty one financial year, and gaming is booming. For the quarter ended March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Gaming revenue increased 50%. Microsoft said it's seeing, quote, record engagement and strong monetization across our platform, end quote. As for the Xbox Series X and S, which launched in November, Microsoft saw demand that significantly exceeded supply. Microsoft did not reveal a sales figure for either console. 
Xbox hardware revenue grew 232% in the quarter, which you'd expect compared to the same quarter last year, which was a time when most were holding off on buying a new console in anticipation of the release of the Xbox Series X and S. Of note, Microsoft is now including Bethesda on Zenimax in its figure for Xbox content and services revenue, which grew 34%. This was driven by strength from third-party titles, Xbox Game Pass subscriptions, and first-party titles, particularly Minecraft. Speaking of Minecraft, Mojang's game continued to do stunning business for Microsoft. Minecraft had nearly 140 million monthly active users, up 30% over a year. Creators have generated over $350 million from more than 1 billion downloads of mods, add-ons, and other experiences in Minecraft, Microsoft said. This is not including activity outside Microsoft's own marketplace. Wow. So that did include on PlayStation, on Nintendo. Fair, fair. Microsoft boss Satya Nutella said in... Did I just say no? Okay. Said in an investor call that, quote, as games evolve into metaverse economies, we are building new tools to help anyone sell creations on our platforms, end quote. We've already mentioned Minecraft playing a big part of that, but Nadella also name-checked the brilliant Flight Simulator, which has a vibrant marketplace from which people sell content directly within the game. Looking at the next financial quarter, Microsoft said it expects gaming revenue growth in the mid to single high digits. It also warns significant demand for the Xbox Series X and S will continue to be constrained by supply. Xbox content and services revenue will decline in the mid to high single digits, Microsoft predicted, in the face of strong prior comparisons, the lockdown gaming boom. Lot of people in Minecraft. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, Microsoft, let's just be frank here. You're not giving us the proper figures here. The figures that everybody wants to know. Like, we're going to be talking about it with PlayStation in a minute. But what are your sales for the consoles, Microsoft? Give us the numbers. You know that's what the console care. wars, the fanboys and girls and right, everybody yeah, out yeah. there wants to know. I'm Josh, Josh, and Liz, darling. Congratulations, <laughs> Microsoft. This has been an incredible financial year for you there's no doubt about it you've really done incredible uh game pass is the vibrant. best thing in gaming right it's now the best thing in gaming there's no doubt about that you brought in Bethesda, adding in even more money to yourself by spending seven billion but you already repeated the costs for that already so yeah. like brilliant and well done That's, on that just on, on that note the bethesda thing i want to say it just as somebody here like thanks to a twitter poll has to play this on it now I didn't actually own it before, so thank you for bringing that game to Game Pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, well done, doing an amazing time, well done. Yeah, it's good, it's good shit. Like, it's nice to see Flight Sim get name checked because yo, it's not my kind of thing, right? When it comes to console, I might give it a shot just to see what all the fuss is about, but it'll probably blow my console wide open. Is, is, it, is it already there? or Is it not? I don't know. I'm not paying attention either. Well, we'll I might try it. Let me, let me check. Flight Simulator. I just want to try it. Fly over my house. Xbox. Huh. I think that's what everybody wants to do. I know. I think everyone did that. Hey, I can go to my house? Oh, my God. No, it's coming, oh, the, it's coming this summer. Uh, so I might I bet it's, it's, I bet it's only on I bet it'll only be on it'll the X. It'll only be on the X and the S. On the series, on the series consoles, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the medium. is a bullet I apparently dodged. Um... Yeah, they're not going to tell you how many consoles they sold because they don't really care. I mean, they care because, you know, it makes I'm them sure. money. I'm, I'm also it, like it. 
if they didn't well, if they didn't care they wouldn't do it so they care but it's just it's a pla- it's a it's just a place where they can sell you game pass because that's what they want recurrent user spending at some point they're going to launch the usb stick that i've been talking about for a couple of years now that plugs into your tv yeah, might not be a USB uh, stick. Add into you know. the metaverse of economies. He, you want? Here's how cheap it is to get into the Xbox ecosystem. Boom, thirty quid again. Just plug it in your TV. Clonk. Get Game Pass with it. That's it. <laughs> not what's wrong. Che- I think what's the I cheapest PlayStation? Three hundred and sixty quid. What's the cheapest Xbox? Ah, like forty. <laughs> I think it's coming. There's no doubt about that. Nice. Think, speaking of PlayStation, it'd be Amy. cool to see it at E3. Like, but E3 is going to be lit this year for Microsoft. And you can take that prediction to the bank. But speaking of people who aren't going to be at E3, Sony reports 7.8 million PlayStation 5s shipped in PlayStation's best year ever. I was going to make a really easy joke about that headline, but I'm not going to. This is from Andy Robinson over at VGC. He writes, Sony's gaming business has reported its best ever year in terms of revenue and profit as early PlayStation 5 consoles shipped tracks ahead of its predecessor. In its latest financial results published on Wednesday, the corporation said its game and network services division had generated revenues of around $25 billion and profits of around $3.2 billion for the fiscal year ended March 31st, 2021. As shown by Nico Partners analyst Daniel Ahmad in the graph that's in the article, this represents a record year for Sony's gaming division. Three, sorry, excuse me, 3.3 million PlayStation 5 consoles were shipped in the first three months to March 31st, Sony said. This means total shipments reached 7.8 million in the first two quarters since launch in November, which surpasses the 7.6 million achieved by PlayStation 4 during the same timescale. It's worth noting that PS5 launched in more territories than PS4, which didn't arrive in countries such as Japan until months after the US and Europe. Sony said that although it expects the shortage of hardware components to continue during its current fiscal year ending March 31st, 2022, its current target is to exceed the 14.8 million PS4 consoles shipped during its second year. 338.9 million games were sold in total during the fiscal year, Sony said, 58.4 million of which were first-party titles. More than half, 65%, of PS4 and PS5 games sold during this period were digital downloads. Because there was a lockdown. PlayStation 4 has now sold 115.9 million units, Sony said. This represents an increase of around 5 million units since this time last year. PlayStation 2 is Sony's most successful console, with some 155 million units shipped in its lifetime. It's also like the most successful console in the world ever. The biggest driver of revenue for Sony during the last quarter was software which generated $6.22 billion and add-on content $8.59 billion, including microtransactions and DLC. Sony has said on Wednesday it will aggressively invest in its first-party studios during its current fiscal year in addition to partnering with external game developers on exclusive games. Another key profit driver was PlayStation Plus subscriptions. According to Sony, total PS Plus subscribers have increased by around 15% year-on-year to 47.6 million. 
Sony's record game and network figures mean the corporation has finally broken the cyclical profit and loss cycle it suffered since the launch of the very first PlayStation. I said PlayStation a lot there. You gotta say a word <laughs> to so many times it starts losing its meaning. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Sony and PlayStation. They've had a successful launch, nothing like that. Yes, like what, three million of those are by scalpers, but who cares? They won't care. They've got the money. Damn it, I was, that's like, the oh. joke I was going to do. Sony <laughs> I jumped right million. in there because I knew that's what you were going to say because you want to slam so hard on them to be pokey-jokey against this and everything, and I know you do. Sony reports 7.8 million PS5 shipped, 2 million of which ended up in the hands of actual consumers. <laughs> I already got that before. You still get you lose. Um, yeah, it's been a very successful, just like it was for Microsoft. For Sony, you're obviously profiting and doing an amazing time and everything like that. Um, yes, the the pandemic has helped both of them. There's no doubt about it. Like Microsoft said, what they were up by like fifty percent thanks to the pandemic. Basically, Sony also had a good little burst from the pandemic, and it's just the same with with Nintendo as well. Whenever we hear about Nintendo's financial year figures whatever but yeah all uh, gaming is a vibrant time ladies and gentlemen and everybody's buying video games yeah everyone's video buying video games, games which we like we like video games hmm? we like video games yes we do i'm not sure i like people that much have you met but we, get, we we proved that already so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sony made a lot of money. Congratulations to them. There's nothing really like specific, like you know when we talked about like Minecraft and and flight sim and stuff and the other one. There's nothing really I can specifically latch on to in here where it's like, oh wow, lots of people are playing something. <laughs> playing games on PlayStation, and that's all they want at the end of the day. I mean, I'm playing most of my games on PlayStation. Playing near right now. Literally right now, I'm literally ignoring Moody and just playing here. Sounds about right. I wish. Uh, Sony said on Wednesday it will aggressively invest in its first party studios during the, the current fiscal year. I mean, yeah, right? Like, Yeah. Of, to what I can tell, a lot a given, of the studios... Right? <laughs> that's, that's a given, right? Like, Yeah. To what I can tell, a lot of the studios, even though there's, yes, we've already talked about that, that a lot of them are also doing like sequels or remakes of their games and everything, but a lot of them are also doing new IPs. We just don't know when those new IPs will be coming. Um, and so, oh, good luck to them. Uh, I know, yeah, Juckman, I know, I heard you, I saw you thing just yeah, a couple of days ago. You got an outline for Last of Us Part 3. I don't mind you taking your time. Don't worry. Yeah. I wasn't gonna. I don't need. To, I don't need. I don't need crying. I don't need to cry anymore <laughs> after that game broke me last year. But yeah, well, well done, Sony. Congratulations. Yeah. Definitely. Congratulations, Microsoft. Yeah, I wasn't gonna add the Last of Us Part Three thing in there. Like, I didn't really see it as news. Yeah. He's got an outline for it. Of course, he has. Because <laughs> they're gonna make it at some point. Yeah. It'll always be the last hurrah of the PlayStation Five. No, it'll be the launch title for PlayStation 6. You know what? I approve of that message. <laughs> After they remake The Last of Us Part 1 for PS5, and then they remake The Last of Us Part 2 for PS5, and then they remake both of them for PlayStation 6, and then, and then, they, and then they do The Last of Us Part 3 
yeah. for PlayStation 6. And then they remake all three of them for PlayStation 7. You got it, Amy. You got or it. Or they could just make Last of Us Part 3 for PlayStation 5. But hey, what do I know? Most game devs don't think Steam earns its 30% revenue cut. This is from Tyler Wilde over at PC and Gamer. And I'm just going to say right now, no, they don't. I mean, I'm I'm getting so out of the story. So you're going to have to argue article and then just agree, then let's move on. <laughs> Steam is the dominant PC game distributor by far, but the majority of game developers don't think Valve is earning its 30% revenue cut. In a survey of over 3,000 game industry professionals, mostly from America and uh, North America and Europe, only 3% said that it's fair for stores such as Steam and GOG to take 30% of their revenue. Another 3% said that more than 30% is justified, which the article knows is a strange answer, but most think the cut should be lowered. 43% said that a 10% or 15% cut is justified. The question, which appeared in the 2021 GDC State of the Game Industry Survey, was worded, quote, what do you think is a justifiable amount of your game's revenue for digital storefronts, e.g. Steam, Epic Game Store, App Store, to take? End quote. A similar question was asked in GDC 2020 survey, although it was aimed directly at Steam. Quote, what do you think is a justifiable amount of your game's revenue for Steam to take? End quote. In that survey, just 7% of respondents said that 30% or more was justified. 2019 survey posted a yes or no question asking if Steam justified its 30% cut, and Valve didn't fare well there either, with 32% of respondents said no, and 27% said probably not. The 30-70 revenue split, which once seemed like an immutable industry standard, has been heavily scrutinized in recent years, in part because Epic Games came out swinging in late 2018 when it launched the Epic Games Store. Epic declared that a 30% cut is unreasonable, and set its fee at 12%, directly challenging Steam, GOG, and the Apple and Google App Stores. Epic competition Epic's competition didn't scramble a join in, but it has budged. Steam lowered its cut, though only for big publishers who've brought in over $10 million on the platform. You just feel me, you just like clench my fist. I don't know if you felt me clench my fist there, but it, it happened. Apple took the I opposite approach, a disturbance in the force. As if Amy was trying to force choke Steam as a platform. <laughs> Apple took the opposite approach, favoring small iOS developers by halving the 30% App Store cut for those that earn under $1 million in revenue per year. Google's Play Store will follow suit this year. And I was just reading on Twitter, like right before we started recording, Microsoft have just announced today that they're doing it on the Windows Store. They're lowering their cut, their revenue cut to 12%. Literally GG. just read it. GG. Well done to them and everything. Um, yeah, I think this is a story that's been going on for a while, man. Since basically the epic 12% the cut and all like that happened. Um, uh, we've I agree to the to the part of like Steam's cut is now is now looking more unreasonable. I think if there was no cut over competitor competitor out there, really of big significance, because Steam was the big significant. Yeah, I know you had GOG and all like that, but Jesus man, they never really hit the mark or anything like that. When it comes, Epic has come out and they came out bloody swinging right off the bat. Yes, I know people are very mixed on like the UI and how they did things and everything, but uh, that's slowly changing over over time. And you always have a deal on Epic every single freaking time, and it's amazing. You get free game bloody every week with the bugger. Um, 
Yeah, the developers deserve more money than no offense in the streaming sites. I'll say that right now. Um, they're the ones who do all the work. Streaming, yes, you deserve some money for putting it on. But you don't deserve yes, a big yeah. chunk. Of, you don't yeah. you don't deserve the, chunk the, the big chunk that you I think you deserve Steam. Get over the times you can reevaluate and readapt because at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt your quarter that much, and we know it bloody isn't. Steam will not go out of business if it offered a ten percent, a twelve percent like revenue share instead of thirty percent. Well, this is the thing about it. Steam it doesn't could, need to Steam could take zero money from the developers selling the games and probably still make a fucking shitload of money. Yeah, this is the thing about it. They don't even have to drop even under the twelve percent. They could oh. just drop to something close, and people will be and uh, people will still say, "Oh, it should be down to twelve or anything like that." I was thinking potato potato for me. Then I would just say, "Oh, they've dropped it. It's something. It's nah. better than nothing." At the same time. Nah, they're they're a massive, gigantic, multi-billion-dollar corporation. Like they can afford to set it at twelve percent and anything else. Like Epic Games just proved that anything else just. I mean, they could go lower. That'd be hilarious, right? <laughs> like if they set it at ten percent, just be like, "Ah, take that, Epic." That'll prove what would happen. They would drop, <laughs> Steam would drop the twelve, and then like, Epic would drop at the ten. <laughs> if they dropped it to fifteen, you'd just be like, "Why can't you just?" It's only like at that point, it's like it's three percent. You're just being spiteful now, like. Would be my reaction to that. But at like, the same time, I would still say, well, good for them for at least doing yeah. it. I I guess I just don't, I just don't give companies the benefit of the doubt because especially ones that I've seen do incredibly terrible, shitty things like Steam, I just don't give them a benefit of the doubt. I can't. I'm incapable. I've seen too much. I don't me. give a. I've I, been sorry. through the looking glass. Yeah. If anyone thinks I'm coming coming across like guy, I would be giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's not my intent. No, no. It's not how I'm meant to come across. What I'm what I'm saying is that at least it's better than nothing. That's how I get it is what for you're me. Saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what, what Amy's saying. Like they are still not a great company, and they've done some really shitty things, uh, which um, they should be basically looked at properly and everything. But sadly, they don't. No, if if I thought you were like that, like what you've just said, you wouldn't be sitting next to me on this podcast i'm just like i'm just gonna That's say true. that wide like i don't mind disagreeing with with people on the podcast for like yeah no like no I, I get it i'm just throwing out my thoughts on oh yeah yeah scene. i know that yeah um I but know. i know sometimes i can come across in a certain way that doesn't make me look great sometimes sophia tells me all the time so i mean hi I ranted for like 10 minutes last week about remakes <laughs> and remasters. I th and, and once the episode was over, like, and we were done and I was editing and uploading, I was like, why did I go on for that long? It doesn't even bother me that much. <laughs> like, sometimes you just go for, sometimes you just, you, sometimes, right? And like I said, at the top of last week's episode, I was having a bad day. <laughs> you did. Like, and sometimes it's just like, like it's the it's just a little it's an annoyance right like my 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 thoughts on remakes and remasters and whatever it's an annoyance but it's just you know when something just hits at just the wrong moment it in just the wrong way and you spend like I 10 minutes ranting about it <laughs> i should have left you to do the first story rant last week didn't i with that guy from days gone <laughs> i should have just left you because i started that first and then you were like oh moody oh, the moody man yeah moody unleashed moody unleashed <laughs> and then we got to that part you were just like, <laughs> nah, just like i should have just let you go 
against that guy. (laughs) Like, I was even thinking about it. I was like, I'm literally, the day, like, the next fucking day, I was like, ooh, cool, Mia Replicant's here. I can't wait to play it. (laughs) Which is a remake of a game. (laughs) Everyone could be playing another remake in two weeks' time. I stand by a lot of the things that I said. Especially the part about The Last of Us being remade. That's just unnecessary, but... I it is. I, went, I, I think I went all in on yeah. on Knights of the Old Republic being remade, and it's like, yo, I stand by the part where I said, could you not just make Kotor 3 instead? <laughs> and old games still have value, but like, the unhinged raving <laughs> like towards the end of that was probably a bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for it to happen, boys, next week where we'll be talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You gotta understand, Mooney. I'm not gonna get in Mass Effect as quickly as you. Oh yeah, I am. I am excited for that. I'm just excited to replay one, to replay this on my PC with a controller because I tried playing yeah, it on the keyboard and mouse, and it was just like, how did people do this? Why won't you con- listen to me? For me personally, <laughs> playing on the correct type of platform or console, I just I push the button in the middle of my controller and. But I'll be able to do that now. Ooh, get you. <laughs> PCs offering all the functionality of consoles from the 1990s. <laughs> I don't regret that. I think I hate PC as a gaming platform. <laughs> I can never get the fuck out of work right. <laughs> so I just she gave can't. up and she bought can't. a PS5. <laughs> she can't. She, that's true. She cannot. I put a disc in and I go. That's it. <laughs> And it's great. It installs it, and then I play it. <laughs> yeah. GDC survey part two. Forty-four <laughs> percent of developers have had their game delayed by COVID nineteen. This is from Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, "As the pandemic drags into its second year, it appears to be having a more pronounced impact on release schedules." The sure. Game Developer Conference today released its annual State of the Industry survey today. Used today twice. See me after class, Brendan. Showing an uptick in the number of respondents who had seen their projects delayed as a result of the pandemic. Of the more than 3,000 developers who answered the survey, 44% responded that their current game had been delayed due to COVID-19. 49% said their games hadn't been delayed, while the remaining 7% didn't have a game project at the time of the survey. In last year's survey, 33% of respondents said their game had been delayed. The 2020 poll was conducted in June, so the answers would have reflected delays in roughly the first three months of the pandemic. Despite the delays, many developers are actually finding themselves more effective when working from home. When asked how remote work has impacted them, 35% said it greatly or somewhat increased their creativity and or productivity. 32% said there hadn't been much change, while another 32% said their creativity and or productivity had greatly or somewhat decreased. There was also a greater uncertainty around the question of unions. Was there though? When asked if the industry should unionize, the yes camp dropped 4 points to 51% and the no camp slipped 2 points to 14%, while the maybe crowd picked up 3 percentage points for 24% of responses. So I guess it's still ahead. So I was going to say, it's like, that. is there though? <laughs> I don't think there is. Yeah. Well, um, you should, they should, uh, just before we talk about the COVID delays, they should definitely unionize. Unionize. Un- un- unionize. I'm, I am sick of reading the horror stories. 
that come out every few weeks. You should unionize. Or join a union. That's what I'm going to say on that one. And after that, uh, um, no shit. Like I said, like you called this a while ago. You called this ages uh, April ago. April 2020. And I think. it is <laughs> no surprising or anything, anything like that. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. The pandemic hurt a lot of people and it slowed a lot of things down. I haven't been to the cinema for a year and a half. God, the last <laughs> film I went to see at the cinema was Little Women. The last one, I think... I don't know if it was Sonic the Hedgehog or if it was Onward. I think it was Onward. I think it was the Pixar. I went to the cinema to see 1917. Changed my mind at the last second and went to see a lot of women. I still haven't seen 1917. Hear me. Little Women's a great film. 1917's a better one, though. I I don't think Little Women is a good film. (laughs) Also, let's not compare a war movie with, you know, Little, little Women. women. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, uh, but going, going back to this, yeah, this, are we surprised? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Like, come on, honestly. No, I mean, yeah, it's nice to, it's nice to be able to go, duh, I said, but, you know, like, it's reportable. And it makes sense. Like, the, the delays for COVID were always going to be exponential, right? Like, less games were going to have been delayed last June than now because we've been under the, these conditions for longer. The interesting part um, is the part about productivity and creativity. 35% said it increased their creativity and or productivity by working from home, which is inter- which I think is an interesting statistic. Like, well, yeah, well, while another 32% said creative or non-productive would somewhat decreased. And I would be in that camp and everything, because when it was for work, for college and everything like that, it was sometimes a struggle just to get motivated and everything. Like, I've been back physically this week this week at college, and I was just like, boom, 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 let's get going, let's get these typing, let's get these going type of things going and all the time. And, like, I like for me, for me, if I was in this situation, I'd probably say, no, just... Just leave me in the office, okay? I'll be okay. <laughs> Anybody else can go. And yeah. I'll self-isolate inside the office. Yeah, I'll be fine. There's a beanbag there. <laughs> or something like that, but no, yeah. Um... What I think it highlights is, because it's a very even split, right? It's mm-hmm. 35% of, of respondents saying it increased their productivity. It's 32% saying it decreased it. And it's 32% saying there haven't been much of a change. And what I yeah. think... And I think you can extrapolate this to the wider view of like society in general, but we're just going to focus on video games because this is the Words About Games podcast. Literally says right there, Words About Games. So we're just going to talk about games. But like flexibility in the way you allow people to work, like because it turns out not everybody's the same. Some people will have their productivity affected negatively if they're forced to work in, in their home environment. Some people will be more productive, will be more creative. And there should be a solution in place whereby you cater to both of those groups. People who are going to be more productive or creative at home should be given the tools and ability to work from home, even after this pandemic is finished and everybody's rushing back to the offices. And people who are more productive or creative in the office, yeah, sure, work in the office. And then the people who don't care, I don't know, do whatever the fuck you want with them. 
right? No, but yeah, what you said is spot on there. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all different and everything like that. Um, Everybody's different. I think maybe your balance needs to be, be, be brought up then, maybe. Yeah. I think, yo, people who prefer to be at work, because, like, like for me, I think what topped me is, like, obviously, I'm out of my house. House is house, home is home. This is me time, not work time type of mentality. As I know, I'm out of the place. I'm up, out of, at my workplace type of mentality. That's where I'm there. You've got me. I'm focused on this. This is what I'm doing. Nothing else around me or anything. But I, when I'm home, I'm home. I'm podcasting, review, playing games, chilling, watching random shit on the TV. Yeah, whereas for me, it doesn't bother me. Like, obviously, like, I do a lot of work sitting in this chair for this, the other podcast, the whole retrospectives. And weirdly, I don't write here. I don't write in this. I don't write at this desk. I take this and I go downstairs, and that's where I do my writing. Yeah. I don't know why. It's weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Like I can write here, and I've done it before, but yeah. it's just like I—I I don't know. I feel more productive, probably because I'm away from here. Everything, right? Like yeah. I've got consults, I've got the everything on this computer. Whereas, like, it I just, just the comes out the way. I just yeah. sit down and I just go bah, and I, the murder she wrote theme plays, dun, 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 and I'm like writing like thousands upon thousands of words about like the smallest detail of a video game, <laughs> the font they used in Control. Which I deleted and didn't put in the video. And I'm not releasing I'm not releasing the AMI cut of that video. Release the AMI cut! No, the there's AMI a reason cut. there's a reason we cut these things out of things. <laughs> but longer is better, Amy. No, That's not the side that could prove, right? <laughs> oh my god. No. I just want to reiterate his own. Snyder cut suck. I've never seen it, but you know what? Do you know what didn't? Do you know what suffered greatly for being long that I have seen? The Hobbit films. They would have yeah. been better if they had been shorter. Yeah. And directed by like, Guillermo del Toro. Unlike the unlike the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is better by being longer. It's an amazing thing. 66% of gamers are more likely to play socially responsible games. Oh, look, it's Survey Part 3. This is from Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, Socially responsible causes are a selling point for most gamers, according to a new ac Accenture... Accenture... Yeah, sure. Accenture Survey. The consulting firm released excerpts from a survey of 4,000 people from China, Japan, the US, and the UK who play games at least four hours a week. <laughs> four hours. I played one four hours today. <laughs> In which they were asked to indicate how much they agreed with the following statement. Quote, I am more likely to play a video game if the game design company is socially responsible, e.g. they are involved in environmental sustainability efforts or are a champion for marginalized communities, end quote. A total of 66% said they agreed, 39%, or completely agreed, 27%, with the statement, with another 26% being neutral toward it. I just shat, shat down of that sentence <laughs> for no reason. That left 9% having a negative reaction with 6% disagreeing and 3% completely disagreeing. Other statements with a majority of respondents in agreement included, quote, it's easy to find the right community within online video games, which had 67%. 
COVID-19 has caused more of my social interactions to be conducted via gaming, 74%. And I expect online gaming to become a larger part of my gaming experience in the future, 73%. Beyond that, 44% of respondents agreed or strongly agreed with the statement, quote, video games provide a safe outlet for trash talk, end quote. Suppose I can't really disagree now, with that. If they stuck it as a there's trash talk, which is a <laughs> fun, fun it's trash talk. Or there is bad trash talk. There's a line. There is a line. There's a line. Yeah. Yes. What um, we do on a Saturday night. That's the good kind of trash talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. Me screaming. Duh! I still haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> what? You've been off. You've no, done nothing all week. So you remember Stop when I said? Me all the time. Do you remember when I said, like, as soon as the once the controls video is done, I'm switching away from Premiere because it yeah. sucks. It's a terrible piece of software that no one should yeah. use. Like, I'm doing it. I'm learning it, but it's obviously slowing down, like editing proper videos because I'm like, I'm learning how all of this works in a new environment, and the. The Among Us highlight reel video of us, me, and you for the last few weeks is going to be complicated. They didn't want to do that. There's something complicated on practice on it, so I'll, I'm getting to it. But anyway, 66% agreed I'm more likely to play a video game if the game design company is socially responsible. E.g. they're involved in environmental sustainability efforts or are a champion for marginalized communities. I mean, it drives my decision-making. I'm not going to say it doesn't. It drives it in both directions, right? Like, yeah, that's why I didn't play Cyberpunk. That's why I do sometimes pick up other games that I would have otherwise not picked up. An example of which escapes me right now. But I'm sure I'll think of one. Eventually. Hey, what are indie games? Usually, my, well, my indie games, yeah. I like supporting little developers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying there with you. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, pe terrible people are loud, some and sometimes that can distort the perception of like how many of them there are. That's why I'm. All, that's why we're all very particular when we're in a chat with. Oh yeah, big style. We all join in with people that we know and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, no, I'll never play um, a game with randoms. Like mm -hmm. I will. But I also won't communicate with them. I remember when I did... Uh, what did I do a review of a couple of years ago? Dauntless, right? I was doing a review of Dauntless. So naturally I was doing my thing where I was capturing footage. And Dauntless is a multiplayer Monster Hunter, basically. Like, it's a live service Monster Hunter type game. Right? Yeah. And I was doing the footage. Edited it together. Like, edited, did the script and edited Put it all together. And then I was doing the final watch through. Where I sit and watch the whole thing all the way through. And one of the clips, you can actually go, if you go on my, the YouTube channel and go and watch Dauntless, you'll be able to see this in the video. Um, I, re I realized there was, I think there was like two different sections of the video, with like footage I used in the video. It has like a chat box in the bottom left corner of the screen, where I had to put a box over it. <laughs> because I suddenly realized there was a lot of racial slurs being thrown around in the chat box that I'd been ignoring. While I've been playing, and I, I was like, I can take the footage out and put new footage in. I just, but I think I just put a box over it and was like, and I, I think there's even a note in the video, like, gamers be shit. 
and I gotta put a box over this because they said things. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> that that was a thing. Weirdly, I stopped playing the game not that long after that. Not surprising. I don't know, like it's not really it's not the developer's fault, right? But you just you do get turned off from communities like that. Sometimes. I mean that's why I think we were talking about you playing stop playing Rainbow Six, right? Mm-hmm. I can totally understand that. Like yeah. I got, I used to get messages sometimes. If I had a bad Overwatch game and I was playing with like randoms, I'd sometimes get messages on my Xbox. Yeah. Like DMs and shit, and it'd just be like mm-hmm. they just really take you out of the enjoyment of the game. But then I play yeah. with foxes and it would be fun. Yeah, even I read sometimes and I did some stupid stuff. I didn't like like do anything, say anything really, really bad or anything like that like that. But it was just like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do this how did you miss that mate come on and everything like that and i was i open admit i've done that like and i was just like wait this is turning me into something that i am not yeah i need to stop so basically i looked at it myself and just the went, thing nah. i always think and it's always in my head mostly because of game criticism and doing game criticism and knowing a lot of people in the industry like yeah. either personally or just like professionally or like from a distance on twitter um there's like a there's a fair few developers that I'm mutuals with on Twitter, and like I always try to have that voice in the back of my head that is like whenever I make a video, whenever we're doing a review podcast, I'm talking about a game, or I'm making a retrospective, or doing this podcast, like we're talking about people, and I so I always try to be constructive, right? Like if I don't like a game, I am obliged to say I don't like a game. But, like, I like to think, except on the odd occasion where it's happened, I'll never just, like, sit here and be that angry YouTuber who's, like, ranting and raving about how this game's shit, everybody who made it's fucking lazy, and this and that and the other. I'm like, no, there's a, there's real people on the other end of that. And I always try to have it in the back of my head. And I've slept up a few times um, while playing online games. But it's the same. I try to take that same mentality into that of, like, there's somebody on the other end of... Whatever I'm about, whatever I'm saying, or whatever I'm about to say, and I don't know them, and I don't know what where they are. Like, you know, like how would I feel if it was me? I guess is what I always try to. No, embolden. No, it's the word I'm trying to think. That's how I always try to live. Like when we do this kind of thing, and I try to take that into as many aspects of my life as possible. Yeah, not right there with you. That got deep. That got real. And I don't like it. What's the next news story? Ah, we're fine. <laughs> Respawn Entertainment wins an Oscar, a first for gaming companies. This is from Liana Rupert over at Game Informer. He writes, Respawn Entertainment is out here making history during the annual Academy Awards ceremony. The Electronic Arts Studio just took home an Oscar during the 93rd edition of the show making it the first gaming company to boss a win. <laughs> I made a, I made that joke in a in the control video. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. I made a joke about that, in the, and then it happened. <laughs> um, you're welcome, Respawn. Re- Respawn Entertainment and Oculus Studios 
have won an Oscar for Best Documentary Shot during this year's Academy Awards ceremony for a documentary called Colette from Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is a VR experience rooted in real-life World War II history. Immersive and highly interactive, the game on its own is an enjoyable experience, but what many might not know is how positive of an impact it has for veterans and shining a truthful light on American history. Unlike other games that say they're showing an... Oh, let me try that again. Unlike other games that say they're showing an honest reflection on US history, Above and Beyond have truly captured something raw with its VR experience. That realness was brought to the forefront through a series of mini-documentaries that helped make up the game. The Win for Colette celebrations tumultuous the win for Colette celebrates see me after class Leona. The Win for Colette celebrates a tumultuous tale of a 90-year-old French resistance fighter whose journey led him to Germany during World War II. Quote, We could not be more proud of Anthony Giacchino and the teams working in bringing Colette's story to life as part of Medal of Honor, a video game franchise rooted in history and the retelling of veteran stories for gen to generations for years to come. And uh, that was the creative director of Respawn. As we continue to take steps towards further legitimizing the creativity and passion of those in the games industry, we hope this is the first of many Oscars for video game companies who have shown time and again how powerful and impactful storytelling through this interactive medium can be. End quote. And story. This is awesome. Hell yeah. It's cool, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like what she said... Um... What she said, this is starting to draw a positive light compared to other war games. I mean... <clears throat> I think that's a shot at a certain game that's coming out soon. That's I, had a lot yes. of stories against it right yes, now. Yes, probably. I think that's a shot but, at a few uh, things. Holy, I yeah. could name them all. I'm not going to. I'm going to let uh, Moody yeah. talk while I go to the toilet. Yeah, wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Congratulations, this is fantastic. Well done. Uh, it's a shame about the Oscars that they... Really fucked up the ending this week, this year, <laughs> and that it really, 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 really did not have a big viewership. But yeah, Respawn really thrown in that uh, combination of entertainment where your games are crossing over with the films and doing something important. But creating a documentary now that makes me want to watch this documentary and I can't wait to get a crack at it. Oh, just great things like this, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you want to see. It's a really, really. Really, really good, inspiring story here, and I can't wait to hopefully see more from them. Amy is now back, so I can now shut the hell up. So you can now, so I leave it to you, Amy. Now talk. Um. Oh God, what have you said? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> see, he knows, gentle listeners, that I'm probably not going to watch it back. <laughs> I'm just tempted to burn it down. Oh, down. Enough about, like, you're going to make me do work, aren't you? No, that's why I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, this is cool, and I enjoy it. I didn't play the game. I wish I had. Yeah. I only played one VR game last year. <laughs> you didn't, yeah. Is it because um, you really, really want the uh, the new one? <laughs> that's cool. That, we, uh, that we've I been discussing. The quest and I, yeah. yeah. It's such a faff. To set up a VR headset. That's what I think. It, like, I think you and me need to talk, and we might uh, see if we can like. 150 quid each. We'll get a quest. That's all I'm saying. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe anyway, we do that. I put this one here. It was originally further down, but because it's tangentially related to the company we were just talking about. Titanfall 2 sees Steam resurgence with active players up seven 
150%. This is from Andy Robinson over at VGC. Who writes, Respawn's 2016 shooter Titanfall 2 has seen a resurgence of player activity on Steam, with concurrent users up by more than 750% compared to two weeks ago. The huge rise in interest around the title seems to be driven by a 75% sale price, which went live on April 15th. According to SteamDB, the discount saw Titanfall 2's active player count jump 650% in two days, shortly after the game broke its all-time record player count at just under 17,000. Um, yeah, we don't really need to talk about any of that stuff. It got fucked over in 2017, but I feel like we've talked about that to death. <laughs> you have, not I. Um, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Titanfall. I've said that on many occasions. Um, I think it's okay. I didn't think it was well beaten or anything like that. But yeah, congratulations again. I will always celebrate people loving a game loving a piece of entertainment and this obviously just worked for amy it's worked for other people it's great to hear that this will have this is happening and everything like that will respawn listen that they might actually get Titanfall fall three perhaps i think because they're hinting at things obviously that they're throwing what robots uh, in the apex no i think i think they've probably had the discussions and it might happen but they'll probably just say yeah can we please put it in a better position this time compared to what sandwiching it in between Battlefield 1 and Call of Bloody Duty, please? No. No. Yes. No. I I, I said on Twitter I wasn't going to get my hopes up for the, the Apex Legends update. But, like, it was strongly implied that they were going to make it a thing. And it's a th- it's half... It's like a halfway thing. And it's just like... No, I'm alright, thanks. Like, it's not going to get me back to the game. Like, if yeah. they had just added Titanfall 3... But like the multi, like the competitive multiplayer of, of what would be Titanfall three, into Apex Legends, where like different areas of the maps were like the maps, like um, yeah. whatever you know what I mean. Maybe slightly redesigned because you know you've got to have Titans in there, right? Like That's that true. would get me back in a heartbeat. And I'm not saying I'll never play Apex Legends again. The base game is really good, but like that would get me. That would get me to drop Monster Hunter so quickly. Like, I'd just be like, oh, let's play Apex. No, let's play Apex. It'd be like last year all over again. Let's play Apex. But yeah, this is not the first time Titanfall 2 has seen a massive resurgence in in players. I remember when Apex Legends came out. Um, So this is cool and fun, and I like it. And the fact that this keeps happening should probably tell Respawn in EA that they might have, have something here. Well, that's the thing. I think you respawn want to do it, but I think EA employees aren't letting them because they they went. Wait, you want to do a Star Wars game? Or wait, the Star like... Wars game sold. We want you to do a sequel for the Star Wars game right now. CSCP. Wait, wait, you want to do Titanfall well, the... three? How much did that sell? Star Wars outsold both of them. Bugger off. The Star Wars game <laughs> was definitely being made by a different team to the Titanfall team. The Titanfall team made Apex Legends. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, I think Respawn can just do whatever they want at this point. <laughs> like not fully. I think they've got to continue making Apex, and I think they've got to make the sequel to Star Wars. But I feel like if they just decided to like peel off a part of a team to make a, another game, it doesn't even have to be Titanfall. I don't think he is. They're gonna go. No, you can't do that. I mean, every game that you've made for us has been a massive success, apart from Titanfall Two, which wasn't necessarily Titanfall 2's fault. Like, you are our golden child right now. But no, yeah. we're not going to let you make another game. 
<laughs> I think they'd be like, yeah, let's see if he can keep this train going. Choo choo. We're going to need to make some money. Loot boxes are going to get banned in a few years. <laughs> Got to try and find a new source of revenue. Let's talk about something weird. You in? Super Mario Party's two first patch in two years. Super, wow. Super Mario Party's first patch in two years adds classic modes to online play. This is from Austin Goslin over at Polygon. He writes, A new update to Super Mario Party, its first in two years, finally adds the main board game modes to its online options. The update went out on Tuesday, so you and your friends can now enjoy all the rage of Mario Party together from anywhere in the world. Of course, to play online, players must have a subscription to Nintendo Switch Online Premium Service, but the update lets them play both the classic Mario Party and partner, partner party mods online in Super Mario Party. That was a tongue twister. When playing online, players will have access to all 20 of Super Mario Party's characters, as well as all the game's maps, regardless of their progress toward unlocking them in the regular game. Uh, players can start matches. Basically, sum it up. The thing that we all said at the time when Mario Super Mario Party came out was this game is cool, it's fun, it, Mario Party's back. However, Nintendo royally screwed up by not putting the board game, the thing that everybody plays Mario Party games for, in the online portion, right? Like, you couldn't play that online. Yes. The main part of the game. And everybody said it. And then Kevin went, and Nintendo never did anything about it, so everybody just kind of stopped playing Super Mario Party. And now, two years later, here it is. Yep. I, I don't know, like, there's later the party, and then there's this. <laughs> I just put it down to it's Nintendo. <laughs> like that's basically what it is. That's the gist of it. At the end of the day, it's just Nintendo I, doing Nintendo shit. You know, like there are certain games Nintendo releases where it's just like if they would just fucking do it properly, <laughs> these things could be bigger than they actually are. And this was one of them. My hope is that they're just testing this out. So, like, the next Mario Party game, which will probably come out within the next year, um, just has this from the beginning because they realized it's 20... It's, like, the 21st century. But we know Nintendo are never the best on when it comes to multiplayer, so... Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not letting them off the hook just because historically they've been dumb. I'm not saying you're letting them off the hook. I don't let anyone off the hook. You should see my hooks. Mm -hmm. I actually have hooks. I don't believe. I don't. I do believe you. I bet one is for Activision, one is for Ubisoft, one is for EA. Or for all of the AAA studios. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's just, oh, it's so random. Oh, look, we did it. It's like the Capcom thing with the Resident Evil demos. It's like, we did the thing that we should have done. In the first place, but we finally did it. Oh, what do you mean, everybody? Nobody owns Super Mario Party anymore. Because <laughs> they got rid of their copies. Because a pandemic happened and nobody could play it together. How many other stories have you got? 
Oh, yeah. That's why you should always read the notes before, you know, one hour and 35 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> it's a little late. Uh, Sunless Sky Sovereign Edition is coming to consoles. It's a PSM more than anything else. It's a free update for uh, PC owners like myself. It's coming to consoles for the first time. Get it, play it, love it. That's it. That's my that's that's the tweet. I'm not saying anything. I've never played it. It's an amazing I've never game. even heard of it. I know because you don't listen to the things that I say when I say them out loud. Yeah, I, mean, I only listened. To, I only started to listen to you a year ago, so that's all right. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I played this game for charity on Twitch and everything. <laughs> it was like the only you charity for twenty four hours. Do you think I stayed around for all of it? It wasn't twenty four <laughs> hours. It wasn't even that stream. It was like oh. one of the only content creator things I've ever done. Like I got a code for it. Um and and they did this um this thing in partnership with special effect where it was like every hour people streamed of the game on a specific day. Mm. Um, a certain amount of money they donate a certain amount of money a special effect so I streamed it for like three hours one night and I had someone from special effect uh, it was actually it was the same person who sent the t-shirts um, was in chat it was pretty good my... it was a fun it's right here <laughs> it's right there I can see it <laughs> it's been there it's been there since like fucking February 2020 <laughs> They shouldn't need to order anything for this year. I know, right? I Unless still... they say 2020 on it. <laughs> no, they don't. It's just a special effect t-shirt. That's all right, then. I'm hoping we can do a charity stream later in the in the year. As long as everything's Yeah, that's what I would say. I know it's separate, probably what I would say. Yeah, when we're probably in our own place, I think it will be best. Yeah, I just... It, it, yeah, it's, we'll see if everything gets fucked. Um... Knockout City launches straight into Xbox Game Pass and EA Play. Uh, so what that means is that's the but that isn't that the it's the you remember it's one? it's the dodgeball multiplayer game that we both said looked kind of interesting, but we probably wouldn't go out of our way to play it. So EA basically listened to us say that and said, "Well, what if we put it directly in your way?" Because they knew we had Game Pass and EA Play. Do we have to put it? Do we have to put up or shut up here? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should try it, right? <laughs> I feel like we have to, don't we? Like we did, kind of. I mean, we did kind of admit it looked all right. Did I? I can't yeah, remember that. I can't remember. You don't remember anything you said. I mean, to be fair, I remember most. I don't remember most of the things I say on the podcast, but I, That's true. I do remember like reading this news story saying it did look interesting, but I. Basically, what he has done is they've basically learned from Rocket Arena last year, right? They brought Rocket Arena out. Nobody played it. <laughs> Eventually, true. they had to start giving it away. Because I remember the only reason I played it was because it was a PlayStation Plus game. And then when I played it, I even said, hey, you know what? Surprisingly, this is pretty good. I said it to you. <laughs> on a podcast over like 10 minutes <laughs> god damn it uh, also Dragon Quest Builders is coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S and it's coming to PC and Xbox Game Pass like next week 
cool. It's a really good game. Dragon Quest meets Minecraft. You think it wouldn't work? But it actually does. <laughs> it really does. Um, Yoko Taro. I just want to give this guy a hug. Oh, no, I'm going to have to read the full title. Shit. <laughs> it's in the news story. Yoko Taro doubts Neo Replicant will sell very well because Automata was a fluke. This is from Andy Chuck over at PC Gamer who writes, Neo Replicant version 1.22474487139 dot 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 arrived last week and we like it an awful lot with some caveats. And then they talk about their 90% review that I'm not going to advertise yet. One person who doesn't share that level of enthusiasm for the game is Yoko Taro, the creative director of the Nier games. In a message posted on, Square Enix, on the Square Enix website, he reminded everyone that Nier Replicant is just a version upgrade of the 2010 PS3 original and predicted that it's not going to sell very well because none of his games ever do. Quote, In recent years when I have been around Square Enix, they always give off this palpable aura of enthusiasm as if to say, look, Nier Automata, the previous thing I made, did well, so Neo Replicant will also sell now. <coughs> Excuse me. I would like to take this opportunity to tell Square Enix to take a good hard look at reality. Only the names are similar and the content of the two games is completely different, so it's not really going to sell all that well now, is it lads? I mean, come on, I made it. Automata selling was a fluke, and all my other stuff has hardly sold anything worthy of note. If you really do go ahead and manufacture all these discs and then store them in a big pile in a warehouse somewhere, the only thing we can do with that will be to have a good game of Frisbee. Although, I mean, that does sound like fun and all. End quote. It's an unusual attitude for a creative director to take about his own game, but Yoko Taro is pretty well known as a bit of a strange fellow. There's even a book about him published in 2019 called The Strange Works of Yoko Taro. But his partner on the project, producer Yusuke Saito, shed some doubts of his own, although at least he has a backup plan. Ne quote, Nier Automata's big success was honestly somewhat of a miracle, so I don't think we will be selling quite that much. However, if you don't shift a certain amount, and Mr. Yoko and myself will be forced to travel the world selling the game out the back of a van. Ah, and Mr. Okabe will have to come along too. So now you know this, please keep on supporting the Nier series. Please. Anything but the van. End quote. I just want to hug him. I, I really do. Like, you know? Um, yes, I, mean, I guess. He's not wrong. Replicant's probably not going to sell Automata numbers. But, like, they're such special games. And I wish you'd, like, I do yeah, wish more which people you confused the shit out of me with me. I do wish more people would buy them because they're just fucking amazing. And like, I don't know when we last talked about this, but it couldn't have been that long ago. Like, they're such a fucking antidote to like the standard AAA game nonsense that is wearing me down recently. Like, they're so different <laughs> and unique and creative and imaginative. And Yoko Taro is like a moon Like, I love him. I do. And I don't want him to end up having to drive around the world in a van. Although if he did, I might be able to meet him. So that would be... That would be fun. But, yeah, like, the next story... Basically... Um, 
He's where is the title is Yoko Taro is working on a new game that he has no idea how to explain or sell. Which I mean, it have you have you tried to sell a Nier game to somebody? Like <laughs> we obviously did because he sold two of the buggers. Like it's difficult. It is difficult, but that's what makes them so special. Like, and I don't know. Like I just. I think they deserve more than they get in terms of how well loved they are. But that's just me, and that's because I love them. Auto like Automata, I'll hold my hands up and say it was the first one I played. Like, I never played the previous Nier games or the Dragon God franchise, but, like, as soon as I played Nier Automata, I was just like, this is the fucking shit. This is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first one I've ever played. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it, I am gonna give it a try. Like I say, I'm off for the next four days and I think if I get my stuff done that I want to get done, I might give it a I might give it a try before Resi Seven Resi Eight. Uh, I won't lie, our post won't be long with Resi Eight because I'll smash it out fast as I can. Because knowing the week after that I is mean, Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, you've got Mass Effect time, and I just stamped you in it because that's how I play Resident Evil games. And I've also got that. Yeah, it's 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 a hundred percent. It's a really busy. <laughs> few weeks like and everybody's yeah. gonna prioritize games differently and hey near replicant and go nowhere like that's the thing i think people sometimes forget about video gamers is like oh yeah they're not going like, anywhere right like it's I've still gonna be monster hunter in here with bravely default <laughs> it's still gonna Jesus be just as good that. if you pick it up in three months yeah. as it is now and like you know the games industry does a lot to try and pressure you and in, into like playing their it. games immediately but yeah. hey i'm here to tell you you don't have to do that. Yeah, because we're going to have permission. Yeah, yeah our permission. Yeah, like I said, we're going to be having an announcement there shortly. Yeah, and, um, that kind of ties which leads into that. that. I think as well. I think that so. leads into part of that. But like, I've played about sixteen hours of Near Replicant this week. Um, I'm going to get into it in the podcast where we talk about Near Replicant. Obviously, there's I love it. It definitely feels like it came like even though it's a, it's a remake of the period it definitely feels like it came out before automata if that makes sense so i don't like i don't think i love it as much as automata but as we talked about i need to play all the way through it because it's just that kind of game like if i had played or like if i had played dear automata and stopped at the first ending i would have been like yeah it's all right it's fine ending was a bit disappointing and I'm um, so you know the best is yet to come for me playing Near Replicant. And that's just how Near games work, because they're fucking geniuses made by a genius. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and that is a hill I will die on. Anyway, let's skip that last one. Let's do games out next week. Yes, games out this week. Yes. Next week. <laughs> next week. Yes. Yes. Did I catch you off well, guard there, Moody? <laughs> a little bit. Yes. Games out next week, ladies and gentlemen. May 4th, you have Siri, uh, the beginning, PC, uh, aims to warm your heart and whisk you away to on a colorful journey to a new home. Filled with emotions and wonder, experience a beautiful living world where friendship is the only recipe for surviving the unknown. That sounds like what you and me and Sophia are going to do when we move in together, Amy. Yes. <laughs> friendship. 
friendship. <laughs> Best friend squad. <laughs> well, sorry, Moody can't come to college this week. I threw him out the window. <laughs> the colonist. Colonist? Colonists. Colonists, sorry. PS4, the Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch build a new home for your team of robots as they begin a new life for themselves on the distant planet where they can fulfill their ultimate dream to be human. So it sounds like the replicators from Stargate, but okay. Can't keep comparing everything. Rises, PC, an urban survival RPG, crafting, exploring, and defending in a desolated metropolis haunted by mysterious dreamers, led... Lead a team of four survivors through this urban desert of skyscrapers and high-rises where the streets are crowded with the muted, mutinated victims of a strange disease. Sky S Skate City, PC, PlayStation 5 and 4, the Xbox Series and the Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, skate the streets of real-world iconic destinations from around the globe, master combos or flip tricks, manuals and grinds, to set high scores in challenge mode or ride at your <coughs> excuse me own pace with endless skate. Head over to the skate shop to customize your play and unlock everything else available. Oh, where did I go? Why? Why did I? Why? 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 Why did the? Why did that move all of a sudden? Uh oh! Oh no! Technical issues. <laughs> Resident Evil Village. PC, the PlayStation 5 and 4, the Xbox Series consoles, the Xbox One, and Google Stadia. Sorry, Nintendo Switch, you will just not handle this game. <laughs> Experience survival horror like never before in the eighth major installment in the Resident Evil franchise. With detailed graphics, intense first-person action, and masterful storytelling, the terror has never felt more realistic. Counterpoint. The last one was in VR. <laughs> Isn't this one for PlayStation? Uh, Resident Evil Village VR. Does Resident Evil Village have VR support? Uh, no. Okay. So it, say, it says that nothing's been announced. Flowing lights, PC, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Is it is an arcade puzzle shooter? Each fight is a puzzle, attack, and fall, and fail. Think back, try again. Got it? Improve. For with each try, there's always a smarter way to win. It's not wrong. That's like, true. That's never, mind, true. never mind just as a description for a video game. That's just true <clears throat> in general. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's now time, ladies and gentlemen, for Open Critic Head to Head. Oh, yeah. This is the game myself and Moody play every single week where we try to guess the open critic average. What the fuck was that? What was it about for carnival? Step right up, step right up. <laughs> Sometimes I baffle myself with the choices I make when it comes to like oh, talking. That's too bright, Jesus. That is pretty bright, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's from the Google sheet. Yeah. I, that's, why, that's why I have the brightness turned really far down on the laptop. You can always tell when I've been watching something on the laptop because when I open the Chromebook, it's like that. <laughs> this uh, makes me look human. Brig light does wonders. Trust me. 
for someone who had lighting issues for like two years, like a ring light was the perfect choice. Plus it has disc on mode, which I'm not going to turn on because, well, you've seen it. <laughs> Bad things could happen. But anyway, Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game where every single week myself and Moody try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets one point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the open critic average of Returnal. I stand by that. I haven't played the game, but that name is dumb. And it gets dumber every time I have to say it out loud. I guessed it would get an 83. Moody guessed it would get an 84. At the time of recording, Returnal has an open critic average of 86. When the score hit for the first time, it had a 93. <laughs> It still says that it's at least the last time I went on on Fantasy Critic. It still said ninety three, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Russ got some points, but no, thirty six. No, no, it didn't say oh. that at one point. That's what I just said, like ten seconds oh. ago. Sorry, I didn't catch you. What you said? I said when it first hit, it had a ninety three, and I went, "Holy shit!" Russ has got some points. Yeah. And then I went down, so it's fine. At least you go third with the with this, so. Sorry? You should go third with this. With Fraternal. Oh, yeah, you will. Hey, yeah, so. you want to watch out for him? Because he's coming for us. I believe it. I don't. I do. But you're just you're just incredibly... Hang on. Let me just Google something. What is a nice way to say cocky? Um... You are overconfident. The first one that came up was conceited, and I don't think that's a nicer way to say cocky. Supercilious is another one. Like he's not going to have Legend of Zelda this year. Warcraft Six probably going to be coming out this year, but probably won't get that much for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that worried. I know he's got what two, four, five faces and everything like that, but yeah, I'm not that worried. Hold on, let me go back to what that page was just on. Uh, lofty. <laughs> I'm picking the nice ones. There's some really mean ones that came up, even though I specifically asked for a nice way to say cocky. Um. Did I read it out? Yeah, I did. That puts the current scores at Amy 6, Moody 7, Foxes 3, Keith 10 with 2 draws. I'm not going to read all the games out. I'm going to do that at certain points. This week, we are going to guess the open critic average of Resident Evil Village. Take it away. I believe Resident Evil Village. Oh, there's more. Will get uh huh, eighty uh huh, five. Okay. I'll do me. Where were you? 
I am not going to put my your score in my column for stars. <laughs> I am going to go for 89. I had to prepare this week, Mary, in case you pulled the same shit you pulled on me last time where you were like, oh, I need to go first. And I didn't have a number ready. Because <laughs> I was just going to pick one on the spot. This time, I was like, I'm, on my, I'm 89. That's where I'm going to go. And then you went 80, and I was like, he's going to say my number. He's going to say my number. <laughs> but you didn't, so it's fine. 89, that's what I was going to say. I'm a dreamer. What can I say? I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. <laughs> I don't remember the, the melody of that. I was going to break into the whole song, but that's literally all I can remember of it. I thought love was only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else, but not for me Love was after gay Is it weird that I'm picturing Shrek? <laughs> As I'm singing it, all I can picture is Shrek <laughs> Love was out to get me, that's the way it seems like Eddie Murphy singing this song as far as I'm concerned. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, breaking story right off the bottom, right off the back, last 20... Literally, I'm guessing it's been announced on the PlayStation conference thingy. Among Us is coming to the PlayStation. Exclusive Ratchet and Clank skins, hats and pets, cross-play and multi online multiplayer. I couldn't leave her Later I this tried. year. It's already on Xbox. Just whack it on there now, man. Come on. Can I ask, what was the like what was the logic, right? And I get it, yeah. you want to sell Ratchet and Clank. Returnal comes out tomorrow. Could you not have done a state of play for Returnal? And and then maybe done the Ratchet and Clank one a little bit later? No, clearly. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> What was the other ending game? There was two indie games. Is there? Yeah, they said Ratchet and Clank, and then two indie games. Subnautica Below Zero. Yeah, right, Subnautica cool. Below Zero's there. Cool. And that's it. Go on, wait for now, because I don't want to watch any more of it. Like, I'm in that space where Ratchet and Clank, where it's like, I saw the reveal like of the game at the ps5 showcase and i'm like cool that's all i need i'm sold <laughs> like i'm good do you want to watch 15 minutes of it no absolutely not <laughs> like no i want to play it can you do that for are you, me are you gonna uh, so returnal's getting a lot of some good scores here. are you gonna give that a try i'm gonna try to give it a try you're gonna try to give it a try <laughs> There's three oh, big games. I know, I know, I know. Near Resident Evil and Returnal, and it's like one of those might give way, and one of them's Resident. One of them is Resident Evil, <laughs> and then the other one is Mass Effect, and then the other one is Near, which I'm already playing and super into. And it's just like I could give Returnal a shot when it comes out. I mean, it's on its way, but. I think it's on this. I need to check that actually. I might that, that might answer the question for me. But um it's just like do I wanna half ass it and play a little bit of it and then be like, oh I played a few hours of it. It's just like 
I have an opinion that's formed off of like nothing. Or do I wait and give it the time, the proper time of day? These are questions that I will answer over the next week. <laughs> but we also have one more thing, Amy. We did the E3 thing. One more thing. It's not exactly like exciting. No, it's not. That's true. <laughs> you want me to say? Three hundred and forty-nine pounds. Wait, no, that's a different <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, go for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, every Monday, me and Amy do a Words About Games review podcast uh, where we discuss about the games and everything. Uh, but me and Amy have made a, been discussing it and seeing if we can evolve it or make things change to make things a little bit easier for us to be able to not rush the games and actually enjoy them and everything. And that was what was one of the main things that we wanted to do when we first started doing it for you, especially for you in general, Amy. Um, but even you've said yourself, you st like, still you feel like you've got the back of your mind saying, I must get this game finished. Shit, I haven't played anything. Nah, I must play something type of thing. Uh, oh, no, whatnot. it's Among Us Saturday. <laughs> yeah, shit, I must be playing. I need to play something else except Among Us. But oh, man, it's Among Us. Yeah, so we basically made the decision that from, from now, um, the Words About Games review podcast, which has been now rebranded and renamed to the Fashionably Late Review, uh, will come out bi-weekly, every two weeks. So the next episode will not be next Monday. It'll be the Monday after that, which we will be discussing, which we can basically tell you what those games are. At least two of them is Resident Evil Village and Near Replicant. Yeah. Uh, this is to make our lives easier, obviously, for me for college and obviously for, uh, for and for Amy for her life and obviously to be able to do other things, what she wants to do, and to also enjoy the games and not feel like we're rushing things. It's not so much enjoy the games. I always enjoy yeah. the games. It's more just like, like get deeper into them, right? Like sometimes yeah. we were doing this stuff and it was like, well, I've played a couple of hours. Like the thing I literally just said about Returnal. Which isn't going to make any sense to the people listening to this on Monday because I'm going to clip this part out <laughs> and release it as the weekly review episode so people know what's up. But like the thing I just said about Returnal, which was like, oh, I don't want to play it for a couple of hours and then f have a malformed opinion of it. Yeah. Like, it just it gives you the breathing room to just give the games time. Like, give us time with the games. And, and that's important when it comes to forming opinions. Yeah. Like, an opinion is valid if you've played 30 minutes of a game or uh, 100 hours of a game. Like, each each opinion is equally as valid. But we're also aware that we do a podcast where we talk about games, and, and maybe having more playtime in a game is good. Is a good thing um, yeah. for that specific that. scenario. Yeah. But don't think that means, wait, so, that, so there's going to be every so one Sunday twice a month you're not going to do anything no we are going to do something from time to time we're not going to say it's a locked thing all the time but uh this sunday instead of doing the podcast we are going to be finishing it takes two hopefully possibly maybe we don't see how, how feels we've got left. Um, i think i would say we're over halfway guaranteed we're over halfway. we'll see yeah. if we can finish it on sunday yeah and unless um, something else happens again Upsets. I would say more you than me, but it just pissed you off, should I say? Um, I was, it was incredibly upsetting. Like you yeah. say, upset. That's fine. But yeah. um, yeah, that's the, the that's the deal. Fashionably late reviews, because every mm -hmm. other name that we thought of was taken. 
That is true. It's nowhere of a lag. Well, even check, even checkpoint. Even checkpoint, obviously. Bloody hell! <laughs> it's the problem is everything's like common. I know, I like parlance. the checkpoint one. It's just like <laughs> it. It works. Fashion with late reviews is just it's descriptive of what it is. Yeah, like, FL. We are the FLR crew. FLR, but um, it's just like I think about it, like game reviews and stuff, and it's like I think we talked about it privately, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk publicly about what I told you privately, but like, if you're not getting things to embargo, you might as well take your time with it. <laughs> right? Exactly. You might as well, because yeah. getting it out like one day, two days, three days after embargo is just pointless. Like, if all you're looking for is views, and we're not really looking for that. We're just looking to sit down and talk about one of our favorite hobbies. Yeah. playing video games and this is what hopefully now with this extra restraint for ourselves when when resident evil village the review comes up for us in two weeks time and near replicant you will guarantee have both of us probably finished resident evil village i think it's fair to say we That's will probably both finish resident evil village and we will have a great conversation about that uh, hopefully, uh, Amy's probably would have even finished Nia, knowing her, and hopefully I would have started it and getting got into it and everything. And if not, I'll also give you a reason why oh, it just didn't click for me or something like that. That's how we want to go. We don't want to rush these things because, like, we thought we had the balance right. It obviously hasn't. We've now we've now fine-tuned it again to make to meet our needs. Yeah. Because if we, that's what it is. So I mean, this is what we said because the review podcast and was a um was a big change like from the way I was doing things before and it became like a collaborative thing. And for the last few months of 2020 2019, um, like it was just those two things and nothing else while we found the balance of that. And I always said, we're going to slow, I'm going to slowly start switching other things on, which I've, I've been doing. Yeah. Um, but also like if we need to change something, we're just going to change it. Mm -hmm. And, and I messaged Moody and I said, yo, I think we need to change this. And we talked about it. Like, I, I had said to you, like, when I messaged you, like, this isn't set in stone. I don't know if this is the best idea yet. And then we talked it through. And then it was like, yeah, this is actually probably the best idea. Yeah. The pros outweighed the cons for us. They did. Especially considering one of the cons was bullshit. <laughs> and I admitted it, it when I was like, when yeah. I really thought about it, I was like, that's just, that's just a bullshit hang up that I have that needs mm. to get in the bin. <laughs> Which yeah, is, oh, we're leaving it too late for it to talk about the game. Like, no. No. Like I said before, we... games exist and they're, they're still there. <laughs> don't mm -hmm. fall for FOMO. Don't yeah. fall for it. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to be part of the conversation. We don't care about being part of the conversation. No. We start we do our this own conversation. One, yeah. Yeah, we do this because, one, we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy talking about video games. Even if, though, we disagree on many things, we, we also we still respected each other enough to have a great conversation. And, and that's what we're going to do better, even though, more. Right? Like, Hell yeah. We talk about such vastly different games in such vastly different ways. That's just better podcast. Yeah. Because when I just yeah. sit, I'm not just sitting here going, blah, 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 blah. And you're going, yes, that makes, yes, I agree with everything. Whereas it's just like, I talk about Yakuza like a dragon. Well, like you talked about like Assassin's Creed, <laughs> like because sometimes we play different games. Yeah, and that's great because it means you know I could have a conversation about a game I wasn't going to play, and then I can convince you to play a game 
<laughs> facts, absolute facts. About no doubt about the it. best protagonist in a video game in 2019. <laughs> you really did like him. Like he did. He was funny. Him. He was cool. I, sh- I, I'm, I won't lie for that game. I'm waiting for that to go to Game Pass, and I'm going to whack that on. Hopefully, PC Game Pass as well. But Xbox, please come on, and then just whack that on. Maybe play yeah, that I again. Sp- I, I, I never, I, I never smash that game to pieces at some point. Like, yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for this podcast. And yeah. this is also, I guess, the last ever episode of the weekly review. It's fine though because next week you're going to get your first fashionable review. It's probably going to be a longer episode because we're going to be talking more in depth about more things. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be. And now awesome. I'm hosting, baby. And Moody's hosting. I'm, that I'm should have been the one more thing. Oh yeah, one more thing. Moody's the host now. <laughs> the post scripts. I'm hosting. <laughs> I have the power, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I started really. editing. You still, you still run and you still run the button. Press the button if you want to play this yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, oops, I, I stopped Stop recording. recording. <laughs> now, Moody, Moody will be hosting the Fashion Wheel Light Reviews, and I will merely be a guest um, on that podcast, or the co host, I guess. Um, yeah. And we'll try and double down on getting other people involved. The trouble is, no one yeah. really plays games like us. <laughs> That's the thing about it, yeah. People are smart now. They they wait for sales. They don't they don't buy the hype. <laughs> That's true. Well, well, I think like we know we're gonna have probably our friend Foxes for when Aliens comes out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, in the when it says it says summer, doesn't it? So summer, whenever that is. Like there's, there'll so, be things that we have. Yeah, there'll be things where we have built-in guests to come on, and I'll always be keeping an eye out on what people are playing, and I'll just like sort of slide into their DMs and just be like you. Yo, I see you're playing. Uh, I see you playing that. Do you want to? Do you want a podcast? Well, I'll, I'll... Oh, a podcast. Talk about it. Yeah. And then you I'm sure you can do the same. Yeah. It's people we can chat to, but that's gonna do it. We need to wrap this shit up. Yeah. This announcement has taken the podcast way over. <laughs> and you had three other stories that you have to keep in instead of just skipping over them. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't your podcast this is my podcast you got your podcast right when you do your podcast you can do whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> within reason we'll talk about it in your next uh, quarterly review <laughs> wait but there's a quarterly review yeah I don't deal with you in the room though Amy <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's the only one he's the only one who's really reliable yeah. So that's the only pro we have for it. It's like con, 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 con. But then in the pro column, it just says he's the only one that shows up. <laughs> he has one massive pro and the rest are cons. That is obviously not the case, but we really need to go. So, Bye, everybody. See you later.